It's Monday. It's February 19th. And the word of the day is Aesopian, which means conveying meaning by hint, innuendo, or euphemism. Used in a sentence, the phrase, Americans are dreamers too, was actually Aesopian language for, I have a dream, and it's the opposite of Martin Luther King. Yeah. <laughs> Trump's helicopter lands on the mountaintop. Did you fucking walk? What? <laughs> Stop screaming. I landed on who? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm No Illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Carl the Pug of Pegacorn starts shilling for the U.S. government. Fox News will pine for the good old Olympic days of 1936. And Donald Trump calls memo tag, no backsies, no double stamps, time out, I twisted my ankle. <laughs> and there's bone spurs in there. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, no illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Noah, Eli, everybody wants to know, how much would you pay to avoid eating one medium shit? Mm. Does everyone Price tag. Everybody that? wants yeah. to know that. I've been getting so many tweets. Based on our trip to Japan, negative 250 yen. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is the honesty and advertising version of the Klondike bar jingle, right? <laughs> All right. So that's not a lot. Negative 250 yen. I feel like <laughs> anyway, in our lead story tonight. We're quite certain at this point that the Donald Trump campaign was aided by Russian spies. That being said, uh, no follow-up. That's it. That's it. Everybody needs to stop trying to finish that sentence. Our right. democracy got hijacked by Russian spies. But that being said, Russian spies. End of sentence. <laughs> Nobody's trying to make us lose focus on the Russian spy thing. Nonetheless, House Republicans on the Intelligence Committee, led by Chairman Devin Nunez, tried to do exactly that earlier this month with the release of the Nunez memo. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I always felt 24 didn't dig deep enough into how Jack Bauer felt about the bombs he was defusing, you know? <laughs> right, right, because they were a lot of them were black bombs. Yeah, Devin fucking Nunez, fresh off of not quite being censured by the Senate over this exact same kind of shit. But less so, but less so. Yes, exactly. So uh, the memo got released just as we were recording our State of the Union special, and we didn't really get to talk about it last time, but there's been a new development since then, and we're going to talk about the whole thing today. Okay. So in case anyone missed it, the Nunez memo is a four-page document claiming that some of the intel used by the FBI to justify surveillance of Trump advisor Carter Page came from a report that was funded by the Clinton campaign. And uh, that's about it. That <laughs> is the bombshell yep. memo. Somehow this is supposed to be a giant revelation that cleared the Trump campaign of wrongdoing. So, um, was it? Am I missing I just, something? I fucking, Why the fuck does this memo matter? Kennedy said that it was going to make uh, Watergate look like stealing a Snickers bar <laughs> and then raping someone to death with it? What? <laughs> I mean, it okay, well, if I'm reading Fox News right... It doesn't count if the other side catches you shooting spitballs. Has to be the teacher, and uh, no. they can't tell the I teacher. No <laughs> yeah, and uh, just for the record, the memo says nothing about Carter Page being innocent of colluding with no, Russia. No, it does not. And that's because he's absolutely not innocent <laughs> of colluding with Russia. Carter Page was 100% in contact with Russian spies during the 2016 campaign and in contact with the Kremlin a whole bunch before that. Mm -hmm. Which brings me back to my earlier question of, 
what the fuck are we talking about? What's the point of this memo? And as far as I can tell, the entire purpose of the memo is to just be a thing that Trump supporters can say. Yeah. Like at the bar. It's a completely meaningless thing, granted, but it's made up of physical words. And apparently that's all that matters. They can say a thing. Yeah. No, I love that. Because it, like, at some point, somewhere along the GOP strategy chain, one guy says, hey, doesn't this whole memo disprove our, our thesis? And the majority <laughs> answer was why the fuck would that matter? Nerd, shut up. <laughs> right. Boo. Yes, clearly. <laughs> yes. They gonna have words at the bar or not words at the bar? Words, words at the bar. Thank thank words you. at the bar. Three votes. Steve, Steve, please leave. You're not helping at also, all. Also, right. Westworld. Good show, bad show. What do we think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the new development in the story came last week when Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee, led by Adam Schiff, wrote up their own memo. Which we haven't seen yet, because as of now, Trump is claiming it has classified information about FBI methods, so he won't approve a release. Which is exactly what Democrats and the FBI itself <laughs> said about the Nunez memo before that got released. Now, I'm guessing the second memo has some rebuttals to the first one, but regardless... The fact that House Democrats suck Trump into the, the repeat game like a fucking five-year-old is amazing. Yeah. Because now it's just like, are you repeating everything I just said? Are you repeating everything I just said? Don't say Russian spy. Don't say Russian spy. Fuck. That, like, that's what's <laughs> happening in government right now. I, I love that one of Trump's complaints apparently was that the Democratic memo was too long. He, like, he, he said twice <laughs> about how long it was. It was ten pages. That's and by the, that's ten congressional pages. So like you know a pamphlet, a diatribe and a half, <laughs> single spaced. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, just a couple other quick points before we wrap it up. First of all, Carter Page could not be less of a Bond villain. He runs a hedge fund <laughs> made up of just him, entirely based on using his weird inside knowledge of Russian oil prices, and he's worth about six hundred million dollars because of all that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah, one other thing. We caught him meeting with Russian spies during the 2016 election. But uh, more importantly, people in the Trump campaign, besides Carter Page, were also in contact with Russian spies. And not that it really matters, but we caught them without the help of Hillary Clinton or the DNC. But again, who the fuck cares why we caught the spies? <laughs> Just what, what? How does that matter? Just let Mueller finish the investigation. Then we can start uh, hanging people or... Sending him to school without a Kevlar vest or whatever the fuck we do now. <laughs> and in waiting for control news tonight. As our listeners are aware, there was yet another school shooting this week, making it the fourth in the U.S. in 2018. Quick reminder, it's February. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. As regular listeners to the show know, we cover topics that tend to, shall we say, follow a theme. On GAM, Christian movies tend to have similar plots. On Scathing, we tend to talk about the same group of theocratic problems, a couple of the same religious assholes. It's the nature of any consistent topic-focused show. But nowhere is that more depressing or difficult than the topic of mass shootings. Well... 
except maybe the national social media conversation in the wake of mass shootings. That might be more depressing. But. Yeah, possibly. To say that gun violence, outrage, nothing happening, and gun violence is a cycle in the United States is like calling days that end in Y an occasional event. And look, the truth of the matter is that the reason we don't have gun control is that guns have money behind them and not guns doesn't. People don't hoard closets and safes full of not guns. People don't go to not gun shows. 40% of the country doesn't own a not gun. And the money is the bottom fucking line. So, why are we covering this? Well, uh, cause we have to. We have to because it's a news show. Uh, I just don't know how much longer this will be news and we all forgot about it. Well, yeah, and honestly, what could we possibly say that hasn't already been said on the 24-hour-a-day coverage since it happened on the news other than, hey, maybe our over-coverage and rush to assign historical notoriety to these events contributes to them, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. Maybe the guns, too. Well, that, yeah, too. And in W plus O equals Olympic news tonight, two races for Fox News proved itself to be a thing last week when their website <laughs> retracted an editorial. <laughs> That assessed the U.S. Olympic team apparently (laughs) on skull measurements. (laughs) This is so beautiful. Oh, my God. In a spectacularly xenophobic opening to the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, Fox News Vice President and Executive Editor John Moody lamented the U.S. delegation's diversity. Let me emphasize that again. Lamented the diversity. (laughs) Vice President. (laughs) Yeah. Saying that instead of reflecting the Olympic motto of faster, higher, stronger, the U.S. Olympic Committee seemed more committed to being, quote, Darker, gayer, different. <laughs> End quote. And South Korea's team is just like Nuprin, little. Yeah, cut. cut <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah right. Fox would definitely cut him off before he got to better. That's for damn sure. Imagine <laughs> not stopping at darker. Imagine. Right? Yeah, right. You, just, the- you have that sitting in front of you on your computer screen and nothing in you goes, no, no. <laughs> Jesus. So apparently Moody was reacting to a Washington Post piece that pointed out how America was sending its most diverse group of athletes ever to the Winter Olympics. Now, it's the Winter Olympics, so it's not like it's all that diverse. Right. All those black curlers are sweeping the sport. Sweeping. Yeah. Of the 243 U.S. athletes, I think 10 are black and 10 are Asian and there are like two openly gay dudes and the other... 91% 91% are heterosexual <laughs> white people. But clearly that's not enough for John Moody, who accused the USOC of having a quota system. Because, because let's face it, if they're not grading on a curve, we have to believe that some of the best male figure skaters America has to offer are gay. No. <laughs> and we've all seen the amazing sexual chemistry between Moira Kelly and D.B. Sweeney in The Cutting Edge, 1992. So, you know... uh I Something. I, 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 there was a point. Don't get homophobes. I, I, I'm way more weirded out by the sexual tension between the ship sips. I feel judged for my internet history. I, re- <laughs> I would like you to retract you, that joke. You, you are, and I will not. <laughs> now, to their credit, Fox did not allow this to stay up for very long. They retracted the op-ed the following day and issued an apology that said the editorial, quote, does not reflect the views or values of Fox News, end quote. And that's, no, no, that's true. That's true. I looked it up. Their values are very clearly spelled out in Section 6, Volume 3 of the Fox News Compendium of Corporate Values. I have a quote. Hold on. This is paragraph 14, quote. But don't just come out and say the N-word, just, you know, <laughs> rub the skin on your forearm and go shmur kind of quietly, end quote. 
And on that white and fearful note, we're going to take a quick break from headlines for a very special commercial break just for the Fox News viewers in our audience. From the people who resent Black Panther because they reject any manifestation of diversity. Well, howdy, fellas. Comes a movie made for the viewer so fragile that the idea of an African country doing well drives them literally insane. Here in White Kanda, our mayo is extra mild. Not that crazy spicy stuff they have in America. Because Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, literally all the X-Men except Storm, The Flash, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Iron Man, Thor, The Hulk, Black Widow, Green Lantern, Daredevil, The Punisher, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Captain America, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Deadpool, all the Watchmen, and all the Guardians of the Galaxy they didn't paint green just aren't enough. White superheroes in movies. Okay, well let me play devil's advocate here for a second. White Panther. You guys can have Blade, I guess. Blade. Get Blade. Blade's fun. He's pretty badass now. He's in jail. (laughs) And he's in jail. He's he's in literal jail. (laughs) On the Newswire tonight, a grand jury working with a Mueller investigation indicted 13 Russian nationals on conspiracy charges for their alleged efforts to influence the 2016 U.S. election on Friday. When asked if he still believed the investigation was a witch hunt, Trump responded, quote, why the hell not? 13 is a witch number. (laughs) (laughs) Bermuda repealed its recent legalization of same-sex marriage, citing a need to do something incredibly ugly to balance out how beautiful its beaches are. In the Middle East... Due to conflicting reports, it remains unclear whether the Muslims started it or the Jewish people started it. (laughs) We will keep you posted. It was the Jews. (laughs) Ethiopia declared a state of emergency beyond the ongoing existential crisis of just being Ethiopia on Friday after the unexpected resignation of Prime Minister, oh, I bet I'll pronounce this right. You got this. Hellamarium de Salen? Oh, that's I th- what I would have said. I think Nailed that's it. right. 100% correct. He's my cousin. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, this move heartened many American political observers who then thought to themselves, yeah, terrible leaders can just unexpectedly quit, can't they? That can happen. <laughs> Elon Musk launches a car into space at a cost of $57 million, leaving science nerds everywhere to go, it's a weight test with a PR <laughs> twist, you asshole. You want to have somewhere Thank to you. go when this planet is a dark husk? Then we should probably know how to launch heavy shit into space, huh? Oh, no, we'll wing it when we get up there, Grandma. <laughs> Thank you. In America news, I typed in gun to my search bar, and Google suggested... Gun emoji, then Gun Mayhem 2, the video game, and then gun control. (laughs) Gun emoji was the number one pick. (laughs) Israel police issued a statement on Tuesday where they recommended the indictment of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for charges of corruption and bribery. Uh, This move heartened many American political observers who thought to themselves, yeah, terrible leaders can just be indicted for corruption and bribery, can't they? (laughs) Holy shit, didn't think of that, apparently. In sports, Winter Olympics are in full swing in South Korea, reminding people all over the world that sports like curling and biathlons exist. I'm so excited about our curling team. We curled the shit out of Great Britain the other day, the women's team. Sweep! In South Africa, 
Amidst multiple allegations of executive corruption, the ruling political party made an official request that President Jacob Zuma step down immediately rather than his announced plan of eventually when I feel like yeah. it. If you're keeping score at home, this represents an African leader refusing to relinquish power for the uh, everyth time in history. <laughs> in a surprise twist, he actually did resign last week just in time for Cape Town to literally run out of water completely and be some other dude's problem. Huh. Imagine that. <laughs> a man in South Korea was briefly detained on Wednesday after walking through North Korea's Olympic cheerleading squad dressed as Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> the man insisted he only meant it as a harmless prank, but agrees that he probably should have left the auto warm beer piñata at home. That was so much. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> Immature... <laughs> Immature human eggs have been grown to maturity in a lab at the University of Edinburgh. However, prospects of them enjoying our podcast are very low. <laughs> <laughs> they hated us so much. <laughs> I don't know why. We didn't do anything. So much. We loved you guys, Edinburgh. You were beautiful. And such a nice city. So great. So lovely. I just, Glasgow. It, I got to great. see what most skepticism <laughs> thinks of us. It was good. It was humbling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a picture of your sad, disappointed faces on my ceiling. <laughs> All right, moving back over to sports. The Cleveland Indians finally agreed to get rid of their chief Wahoo mascot. Yeah. After Yay. years of complaints from the public that it's obviously offensive to Native Americans. <laughs> the team is currently trying to pick a new one that's more culturally appropriate. And they've got it narrowed down to either the Quadroon Reconstruction Sharecropper or Apu from The Simpsons. One or the other. All right. Slow steps, but steps in the right direction. A helicopter carrying the governor of Oaxaca and Mexico's secretary of the interior crashed while touring earthquake damage, killing 13 people on the ground. Uh, these are the only known deaths in Mexico from the earthquake and probably came immediately after one of the assholes on the chapter said, you know, the damage doesn't seem so bad from up here. <laughs> Mary Lou McDonald was confirmed as the new president of Sinn Féin on Saturday, rendering the formerly world-renowned terrorist organization slightly less imposing than the Bayonne, New Jersey PTA. <laughs> well, that's a pretty badass PTA. It is though. a very yeah. badass PTA. Oh, are you getting their you right spaghetti weird, dinner? Oh. Weird example. Okay. In comma sense, some sloppy asshole in Maine wrote a law without using an Oxford comma, and it just cost a dairy company $5 million yeah. because the sentence in question was obviously ambiguous. It really was. It was like the worst extremely, example of ever. Yeah, uh -huh. Extremely ambiguous. And uh, you know who else didn't use the Oxford comma? Joseph Stalin. That's the stripper who murdered JFK. <laughs> so use the fucking Oxford comma, you goddamn savages. It's objectively the better system. God damn it. Bring Egypt. it, Marsh. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> Dance back, Marsh. Dance back. God, Jesus, we already named it after Oxford for you. Egypt announced last Monday that they were banning the broadcast of Saturday Night Live Arabia for using, quote, sexual expressions that are inappropriate for viewers, end quote. Viewers' responses were muted because Arabianness is the opposite of funny and nobody will ever miss it. I can only imagine how awful that is. <laughs> Uh-oh, here comes Rosie the Jew. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, I guess it could be good. It could be good. That would have been like uh, our Saturday Night Live in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're catching up in all sorts of ways. Women can go to movies. 
<laughs> the son of Concorde aircraft has been given the go-ahead by U.S. officials and could be the fastest commercial air travel by 2021, making the flight from New York to London in just three hours and the flight from New York to Australia in just 456. Oh, that's an improvement. <laughs> yeah. And in finance. After Donald Trump personally moved the Dow Jones Industrial Average up and over 26,000 points last month, he was frustrated to watch as Barack Obama ruined everything and moved it back down under 25,000 in one day. Then Michelle uh, beheaded a white lady or something. Yeah. Thanks, Obamas. Outside of a showing of Black Panther, I'm sure. (laughs) And that's going to do it for the roundup. Stay tuned for more headlines coming up next. And we're back. Next up in headlines, we have a follow-up on the Stormy Daniels story. In case anyone missed it, Stormy Daniels is the porn star stage name of actress and director Stephanie Clifford, who you probably remember from classic films like Love Potion 69, Breast Friends 2, Pussy Sweat. Graphic. Uh, sp- <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was in a good way. Uh, also, Space Nuts, uh, Young and Anal. Uh, this is a story about the President of the United States. Not a title, just a reminder. Uh, Toxic Cumload 6. The Flint, Michigan story. <laughs> the... Uh, the Witches of Breastwick doesn't even fucking rhyme You're not with even the thing. It's the so lazy. Guys, come on. Just call us. <laughs> and of course, Camp Cuddly Pines Power Tool <laughs> Massacre. Probably See, my favorite. Now, honestly, I thought after Toxic Come Loads 4, the series became way too self referential. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just remember him as the assholes who maybe renamed my unauthorized Kardashian biography. That was hard for you. I remember that. You made it. Yeah, I was pretty much sold on that. I already had the like the station. <laughs> All right. Well, most recently, you might have seen Ms. Daniels in the news last month when the Wall Street Journal reported about how she got paid $130,000 by Donald Trump as hush money to keep quiet about an affair they allegedly had in 2006. Well, Trump immediately denied the allegations in very uncertain terms. <laughs> and the uncertain part makes perfect sense because it turns out that organizations like, for example, the Wall Street Journal, often have evidence to back up the stuff they say yeah, in their stuff. Yeah, which he had to learn the hard which way. Which he had to learn the over hard way. And yep. Over again. For example, the evidence they published right after Trump's denial that showed how he tried to hide the payoff using an LLC in Delaware and very clearly made the payoff the claim well, well, he made. To be fair, anybody could have paid her 130 grand to keep quiet about her affair with Donald Trump. <laughs> Which is exactly the defense they landed on! That's the strategy they came up with, yeah. <laughs> Apparently Trump and his lawyer, Michael Cohen, have been crafting another lie to deal with this first lie for the last few weeks, and it is impossibly stupid it's exactly what <laughs> no one has said two weeks too here's the new official story cohen is now claiming that he personally paid $130,000 to stormy daniels out of his own money and that trump had no idea that cohen was doing this and that cohen never got paid back for it so basically like oh that llc in delaware which paid that exact amount to that exact person yeah no that that was me. There was, <laughs> there was static in the article when I read it. Your article is all staticky. And 
what's their story for why Cohen gave her the money? Out of the kindness of his heart over their affair? What? That yeah, they didn't is even bother. Exactly the story. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the whole thing is basically meaningless within the larger context of things Donald Trump has done, if we're being fair. And I honestly don't care very much about the sex lives of politicians, assuming it's consensual. And it appears it was. Uh, this time. But the part of the story that really bothers me is the level of stupidity built into the obvious cover-up line. Yeah. It's like a five-year-old got caught stealing a cookie, and now the creepy little fucking sociopath genuinely believes his new stupid lie <laughs> might work with the entire country. It feels like the president of the United States needs to repeat a grade, and that grade is kindergarten. Yeah. Like, honestly... Every new thing he does feels like it should be followed by Donald. What did we say about grabbing? What did we exactly? No, dude, not grab, not also Russia. You know, like this is a salacious story, but the fact that this is almost certainly an in-kind campaign donation that wasn't reported to the FEC makes it a possible felony, regardless of who paid for it and who was or wasn't paid back for it. So I feel like I feel like we should still be keeping track of those. <laughs> what did we say about felonies? But not, no, right. yes. no, we. Didn't. Three strikes and you're out. (laughs) (laughs) And in, oh yeah, presiding news tonight. It was easy to overlook amid the new cooperating witnesses, the 13 new indictments, the revelations about the last porn star actress affair, the revelations about the new porn star actress affair that we didn't talk about, the lingering questions about security clearances, the rumors about John Kelly's impounding ouster, the shifting explanations on the Rob Porter domestic abuse fiasco, and the tri-weekly mass shooting of children. But last week was infrastructure week. Again. <laughs> oh, good. Good. So JFK Airport, it's finally going to get that nice hall of mirrors and the Olympic <laughs> swimming pool of gold coins yep. like Scrooge McDuck. It's about time. He's been talking about that for a while. <laughs> and LaGuardia is going to get doors. It's very exciting. It's very <laughs> <laughs> priorities. Yeah. All right. So after over a year of hyping a plan to fix our crumbling infrastructure, the Trump administration announced a one point five trillion dollar plan for the low, low price of two hundred billion dollars. <laughs> this this plan, by the way, comes as part of a larger budget proposal that includes two hundred and eighty one billion dollars in cuts to infrastructure spending. So after all his sweet negotiating skills, we're going to get one and a half trillion dollars worth of bridges and shit for negative eighty one billion dollars, guys. <laughs> So by that math, if we just bought another $140 trillion worth of roads, we could wipe out the national debt, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, if we buy a road and then sell a timeshare for the road to four people, and those people each do the yeah, same right. thing, <laughs> that's like infinity fucking dollars. We're set. You know, honestly, the reason that yours is different than theirs is because the math actually would work out on yours if you did the math. <laughs> what we need is a Chinese billionaire to land on our boardwalk. <laughs> Literally, not the board game. We need a literal no, yeah, Chinese right. billionaire. Yeah, exactly. Here, who happens to be carrying all this money in cash? Uh, the the centerpiece of Trump's plan, like document, is a version of public-private partnerships, even less appealing than those couples that have extremely personal arguments in the break room. This includes ideas like selling federal airports and the goddamn International Space Station. <laughs> Because, you know, just think of how many person could use something like that. Well, now I don't know what to get you for your birthday. Yeah, so. right, right. Oh, and by the way, it's international. We don't own the fucking thing. Also, uh, he wants to turn over road building to private companies that could, like, recoup their cost on tolls. Because 
you know, when you don't actually do any arithmetic with them, all numbers look fine. They fit into the columns perfectly. Yep, always. Four Jesus. is always a four. And finally tonight, in Pooh Apron News, Trump Administration Budget Director Mick Mulvaney unleashed a brand new proposal this week to replace nearly half of poor Americans' monthly cash benefits with a box of food that they don't get to choose in an announcement so villainous, I'm surprised it didn't come accompanied with a press release of mwahahaha. I'm surprised that's not just in his signature line. Yeah, that should be. (laughs) So Agricultural Secretary Sonny Perdue described the program in a statement so dishonest and sunshiny that David Avocado Wolf wouldn't put it on his website, saying, quote, USDA America's Harvest Box is a bold, innovative approach to providing nutritious food to people who need assistance feeding themselves and their families. And all of it is homegrown by American farmers and producers. It maintains the same level of food value as SNAP participants currently receive, provides states flexibility in administrating the program, and is responsible to the taxpayers. End quote. Fantastic. I'm surprised it's not a box with just a fishing rod and fishing for dummies. Like, so stupid. Yeah. Note especially that last part about taxpayers, because, see, that's the point. Your your racist Uncle Joe pictures a black family just living it up on lobster and champagne on their snap cards. So in spite of the fact that most snap recipients are motherfucking children and he thinks this is a great idea because that way nobody could cheat and buy food they like instead of the food the government decides (laughs) they can have. And, you know, look, I mean, obviously you should be suspicious anytime the guys who don't want to feed the poor are like, we got a great new way of feeding the poor. But, like, the idea itself is not inherently bad. I I mean, it's a bad idea, right? Because when you sit down and do the math, it doesn't work and it's stupid. But just the idea of using government purchasing power to reduce costs on staples and keep food stamp recipients from having to self-fund as many trips to the grocery store, that isn't necessarily bad. So if there was like a a, a person who had like made an effort to feed poor people in the past suggesting this, I would take it seriously, right? It's like it's like solar roads. You could have good intentions and think this would work, but you can't have good intentions and keep thinking it would work. Yeah, well, it's it's going to not work, and then they're going to stop doing it. They're going to send everyone a, a literal bootstrap in the mail, and that'll be the end of giving food to poor people. <laughs> so what is this food, aside from being grown by hardworking farmers with hope in their eyes and sweat on their brows, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. According to CNN, quote, The so-called USDA America's Harvest Box would contain items such as shelf-stable milk, juice, Grains, cereals, pasta, peanut butter, beans, canned meat, poultry (laughs) or fish, and canned fruits and vegetables. The box would be valued at about half of the SNAP recipient's monthly benefit. The remainder of their benefits would be given to them on electric benefit cards as before. End quote. Also, yeah, the cans will be grown here in America, too. Also, worth pointing (laughs) out... That they're talking about reducing a huge subsidy that we offer to grocery stores by 50%. Right? Like, if, if we do this, we exacerbate the fuck out of the problem of fresh food availability in economically depressed areas as well. That's huge. Because, you know, one person that definitely, one group that definitely doesn't need any subsidies right now is the deliver me shit to my home business. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's obvious that the U.S. government is going to need our help. So as box food salesman extraordinaire, we decided to throw our hat in the ring. <laughs> so Donald, baby, this first one is free. Hey, Carl, what you doing? Oh, hey, Heath. I'm just enjoying the brand new meal delivery service from the U.S. government. Fuck you, Apron. Fuck you, Apron. What's that? It's the crueler way to cook. Each week, someone who works for the government and is therefore incredibly hard to hold responsible for failure decides what you and your family eat. Then, the government delivers it in its style and with the timeliness that the U.S. government is known for acting in. Wow, uh, what's that? I think it was a peach at some point, Heath. I think it was a peach. I don't know. This box is supposed to be here like four weeks ago, but, uh... Some lady named Carla at the DMV wrote the wrong street on the box, so now it's just this. Mm, right. Uh, but Carl, what if I have food allergies or special dietary needs or, or uh, preferences about things? That's a great question, Heath. Well, then you can fucking starve. And with your SNAP benefits cut in half of this program, you will. All to punish the insane myth of people conning the government out of more food. Yeah, you'd think that letting poor people cheat the general populace out of extra food, even if that were true, and it's not, you'd think that would be the least of our concerns. You'd think it? that, right? Right? Yeah, and aren't most SNAP recipients children? They sure are, Heath. They sure are. Fuck you, Apron. <laughs> Fuck you, Apron. The crueler <laughs> way to cook. <laughs> Fuck you, Apron. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> And that's going to do it for episode 66. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like the legendary Iran... Colin, Emily, Nicole, Lane, Michael, Mark, David, and Michelle, whose beautiful, oily, glistening genitals should carry the flag for Tonga at the next opening ceremony. That was a beautiful display. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Skating Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Fine. I had a pretty nice suggestion for what the skit could be. I thought that was great. I couldn't right. fucking write it. No, it's cool. I took That's two fine. cracks at it and it just wasn't funny. No, it was a stupid idea. <laughs> I, I hate you. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.